All right, welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. We have seen an alarming surge in recent days of COVID numbers here locally, including the biggest one-day total in Sangamon County since the start of the pandemic. That was just a few days ago, right before Christmas break. Now, as of today, confirmation the Omicron variant is here among us. And for somebody who's been dealing with this for most of the last two years, and I'm sure was hoping that we would have most of the pandemic in our rearview mirror by now, this uh, can't be uh, good news at all to our next guest, the Sangamon County Director of Public Health, Gail O'Neill, is here with us. And Gail, welcome to the show. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and looking ahead to, uh, we're hoping, a much better new year. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Same to you for a good new year. Yeah, well, we appreciate your time. I know it's very busy. And again, today, the news that Omicron uh, is among us with four confirmed cases here in Sangamon County. Uh, does that make any meaningful difference in how the health department is approaching the pandemic or the steps that you're taking or the steps that we all should be taking here as we continue to, to try to protect ourselves and our loved ones from COVID? Well, as far as treating the illness, I guess the good news is that, you know, the treatments are the same and um, becoming more available for people who are sick with COVID. But the, you know, the other part of this is that um, Omicron is much easier to spread, it seems, and it spreads pretty rapidly. Um, and people that are vaccinated don't seem to have as bad an illness. So, you know, the, it's kind of an old so story that everybody's tired of hearing me say, but, you know, our only way to get through this is with increased vaccination in our community. And, you know, so two doses and a booster or, you know, uh, the J&J &J and another vaccine is really, besides doing the, you know, uh, staying away from crowds and, and wearing masks are our really only tools at this point. One of the uh, most obvious visible signs of this new resurgence is the long lines we're once again seeing for testing, something we hadn't seen for quite a while here locally. And let me just ask you as an aside, because a caller uh, call, phoned in a, a, before the news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, they're in line at the uh, the testing at uh, Chatham and Wabash and realized they don't know for sure if they were supposed to have registered in advance. They just got into the line to try to get a test. Uh, do you know, does, does that site, do other sites like that require advanced registration People just drive up to get tested? I think most of the drive-ups do not require, you know, pre-registration. That's why it's a good idea to check on the website first, but that's difficult to do as well. I know people call some of the sites, and they're just so busy they can't even answer the phone. So sometimes your best alternative is to just go there. So I believe those are ones that you can just drive, drive to. Generally, the inside ones are more... Um, with appointments necessary, especially with the pharmacies. Can, can you quantify how many tests are being done uh, per day now in Sangamon County versus, say, a month or two months or six months ago? Because, again, we're seeing these obvious long lines, and it, it's clear that many more people uh, are concerned and feeling the need to be tested right now. Yeah, I think we're seeing that. Hopefully it's out of concern for family members before going to the holidays or traveling. Some of it's required for traveling, so there's, you know, a scramble once you've gotten someplace and then say, wow, I can't get back home without a test. Those kind of things has, you know, certainly increased the need for testing. And, and just kind of wondering if you had been someplace, and it just seems that uh, there's a lot more positive people right now, so the testing would be 
um, important to know. Gail O'Neill, Sangamon County Director of Public Health with us here. Governor J.B. Pritzker announced today the state is going to be sending more personnel to local jurisdictions around Illinois to try to uh, to help get more shots into arms, get more tests conducted. Is Sangamon County getting assistance from the state, more personnel to come in? Will that help you ramp up capacity for vaccination and testing? Yes, absolutely, for vaccination. Now, we're not currently doing testing. We, we can't really do both at this time, but our uh, drive through facility, we've been able to keep going in the mornings, and uh, with staff that the governor's going to provide, we will be able to uh, open that up to all day again, Monday through Friday. So that's one of the things we're looking at, and to possibly go to some of the larger employers. We're finding that people... Uh, you know, need to still get their boosters and try to work it into their work schedules and everything. So that will be our next um, our next activity, thanks to the um, state, IEMA, and the governor's office to get us some staff. Are, are you seeing uh, an increase in uh, people seeking first-time vaccination doses, or is most of this being driven by people getting booster shots or pediatric vaccinations? What what would you say is the breakdown right now, and has any of this new surge finally gotten some people off the fence and said, yeah, I guess it's time to, to get myself vaccinated when they hadn't already had a first dose? At this point, we're not seeing too many of those. Uh, we saw a few when the, the smaller children were coming in, and then maybe a parent would decide to vaccinate. We're hoping that still happens. Uh, we haven't had a huge number of the, you know, the more pediatric, the 5 to 11-year-olds. And uh, one thing I want your listeners to know is that we are uh, increasing every day that we feel we can. We're increasing appointments that are available um, so they need to continually check our website because we're finding that we can, you know, we've gotten pretty efficient at this. And we still allow walk-ins as well, but every day we're adding some more appointments and, and doing what we can to try to help get this vaccination under control. One of the, uh, I guess, most concerning things about the uh, numbers we've seen in recent days is that most of these are people who would most likely have been exposed prior to Christmas, prior to the holiday gatherings that undoubtedly happened over the weekend. So how concerned are you about what the next week, the next two weeks are going to hold when we start to see the effect of, of Christmas gatherings and New Year's parties? And how much worse do you think this could get? It could get worse, and our biggest concern is for the um, healthcare workers in the hospitals. You know that it's the people that get sick tend to get very sick, and the unvaccinated certainly have the uh, hardest time with this. So, you know, we're back to going the very beginning of this. We were trying to help our protect our healthcare system, and we need to be doing that again now and helping each other. So, we're, there's going to be more numbers. There, you know, it started at Thanksgiving, and you know, led us to these high numbers, and will probably happen. Um, again, post-Christmas, and we just hope maybe some people, you know, postponed their holidays or at least tested first. So that could be one of the things that was done causing increased testing is maybe people were being, you know, thoughtful of their family members and neighbors and just by chance, you know, went ahead and got a test and then would have stayed away. Um, so we heard some of that with, you know, people. But, uh, yeah, it's still a concern for us, for certain. Let's talk about hospital capacity. And our local hospitals uh, don't ever talk in too much specific detail about what percentage of their beds are full. But the state puts out numbers. And as of last night, there were only nine ICU beds available through all of Region 3, which is everything from Springfield and Sangamon County all the way over to Adams County. Only nine ICU beds in that entire region, which uh, certainly seems like uh, that would be cause for, for concern. 
turn. Uh, what What's your assessment of how we're doing in terms of having available bed space if we see these bad numbers get even worse over the next couple of weeks? Well, I know the hospital has been working really hard. Um, the, the ICU beds... Um, you know, are a good indicator, and that's what the state has used as a metric. There are other um, wings and units that the hospitals can open up, and they do for these increases. The one con- one fear that we have of, of you know, have, letting the public know this is serious is we don't want people to not go to the hospital if they really need it for a stroke or a heart attack or something else that's happened because there are beds to help take care of them. Uh, that was one of our concerns with the last um, big round of this early on was people were just staying home and having heart attacks and things without the medical assistance, and that's really um, something we want to avoid. But And the hospitals, uh, the staffing, uh, you know, are being exposed to, you know, viruses and, you know, becoming positive themselves. So it's overall a really challenging time. So all of us need to do what we can to try to stay healthy. When we saw uh, the, the intense periods of surge in 2020, the city and the, the county were working really closely together on mitigations, and, and there was a lot, it, it seemed, of coordination. Uh, the county was involved in enforcement efforts uh, to make sure that uh, you know people were, were masking up, were following those rules, that bars and restaurants were not serving indoors at times when they were not supposed to. Uh, do we still have that same kind of coordination? Do we have a task force that's meeting regularly with the city and county folks on it to, to kind of talk about uh, best approaches here and ways to try to uh, to reverse the, the current trends? Um, we communicate, but not in the level that we were um, in the past from the incident command situation. We um, still continually have, you know, biweekly now uh, or twice a week calls with the doctors and, you know, representatives, uh, mostly for the medical components. The, what we haven't been doing and seeing is any kind of enforcement at this time. I mean, everybody's supposed to be wearing a mask, and, you know, enforcement was a battle that was a, a challenge. Even today I heard the governor and Dr. ZK say, we, you know, this is people are going to do what they want to do. And, you know, with the masks and everything else, it kind of put us in a position to not be as, as helpful and to be the, the mask police and the, um, you know, bars and restaurants. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a good I mean, we did what we could at the time and absolutely thought it was the right thing to do. But whether it would be helpful now is kind of unknown because it seems that family and home private events are causing, um, you know, the most exposures. Chicago uh, has decided to put in a proof of vaccination requirement for people to go to bars and restaurants and other indoor venues that serve food and drinks. Has anything like that been considered or discussed for Sangamon County? Not that I'm aware of at this point. I mean, that's labor-intensive as well. Um, it could be. It really could be. Uh, we hope we get through this little bump that we expect through the post-Christmas, and uh, we'll see long-term if that's still a problem. In addition to everything else, it's also flu season. Last year, we saw very little in the way of confirmed cases of the flu. What's it been like this year? Is flu also popping up? Is it adding to the, the issues in hospitals? Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, the flu is one that we get most of our information just from our partners that are, you know, doing some of the testing. They'll test for COVID and influenza. Uh, flu is not really a reportable disease, but it's certainly a, a disease of interest right now. So um, we are getting some information and seeing some influenza A and B in the community. Um, but overall, um, most of the cases of with this flu-like symptoms are turning to be COVID. 
Gail, anything else people need to know or to keep in mind here as we're heading into uh, the New Year's weekend again? Lots more potential for parties and gatherings and things. What's your best advice to people to try to stay safe and healthy in the days and weeks to come? Well, I would suggest vaccinating, but that's not going to help soon enough. The, um, well, it's still a good idea, but that takes you about 14 days to get some protection from there. Encourage the masks um, and, you know, to, um, you know, do the distance and try not to be in really close quarters with people. It's been kind of warm, so you can open up windows and do things like that just to make it a little bit easier so you've got some good air airflow. And if you've been in crowds, you know, it would be a good idea to test five to seven days after if you feel like you might have been exposed and could be asymptomatic and infecting other people. And again, for people who are looking uh, to get tested, uh, does the county's website at least have uh, information on where people can go to obtain COVID testing right now? Yes, we do. And we try to keep it up to date and uh, keep it so that people know where to go and, and how to find out as best they can. So, yes, that's up to date on our website, which is scdph.org. And people can also go there to get appointments uh, for vaccination for themselves, to get booster shots scheduled, to get to vaccinations for children 5 to 11. That's all available there as well. Absolutely. SCDPH.org is the website. Gail O'Neill is the director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health. Gail, as always, thanks for your time. Happy New Year. Here's hoping to a better, calmer 2022. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate it.